first thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on the phone? No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. Hey, I'm Rocky Kanaka, and this is An Animal Save My Life. Today, we're going to hear about Melanie Butera and Dilly the Deer. Melanie and I are going to talk about her battle with cancer and how her favorite deer put it all into perspective. I had uh, 42 radiation treatments and 27 chemotherapies. I was diagnosed with uh, what I was told was terminal cancer. I lost all my hair, no eyebrows ever again, but I've been in remission five years. Even looking back on it, I mean, I was in treatment for seven years and even looking back on it, it I still don't know how I got through it, but she helped me with that. So how did you first meet Dilly the deer? Uh, I ran a veterinary emergency clinic here in my hometown. And one night, about four in the morning, a farmer came in and brought this fawn that was born blind and the mother refused to nurse her. And she was uh, almost dead when he brought her in. And... I assumed he wanted to euthanize her, but instead of saying, telling me to euthanize her, he said, I want to give her to you and I want you to give her a good home. And that was how I met her. Wow. So just, just kind of in a, a slight difference in the way he, he presented Dilly, it kind of yeah. changed maybe the course of your life forever. Yes, really. And he waited about a day before he decided to bring her to me and it, you know, it's it's really very strange, and I, it, most people don't appreciate how strange it is for him to have even sought out veterinary emergency care for a farm animal, because that's very unusual, and especially one that he didn't want to keep. And and I didn't know him at all, and he just showed up with her. It was very strange circumstances that brought her into our lives, but it really was quite a gift. What what did Dilly look like when she came in at the time? You said that she was, uh, she didn't look like she was going to make it. Can you no, can you tell no. me a little bit more about that? Yes, she was in a coma. Actually, her body temperature didn't even register. She was all legs. She barely weighed. I think she weighed like three and a half pounds. Of course, she was spotted. Uh, you know, she was a fawn. She was the runt to begin with. She was a triplet, and the other two were male. You know, boys and robust. And she was a runt and blind, and the mother just refused to nurse her. But she was completely unconscious when he brought her in and really very close to dying. How did, when Dilly came in, how did you help her get stronger and better? Well, the first thing we did was put an IV line in her jugular vein. I mean, she was that close to dying and started administering fluids and dextrose, which is sugar and warmth, of course. Uh, And those are the things that she needed to just stay alive moment to moment. She regained consciousness within about four or five hours, so we started giving her goat milk. After the break, find out how Dilly becomes part of the family. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That night, I, did, I didn't even call my husband because it, I, I knew he would be like, you know, if I called him and said, you know, there's this deer, can we, should we keep it? He'd be like, what are you even talking to me on the phone for? Just go save that animal, you know, quit bothering me. You know, go, go, do it. Um, with him, we've raised squirrels and possums and birds, and he carried a little, a little Easter basket of baby robins around for weeks, and when one of them died, he was just devastated. You know, so I knew I didn't have to really run it by him. Um, and when he came to pick me up in the morning, uh, she was already nursing by that time. Finally, Dilly was well enough that Melanie could take her home. She was so little. She was too little to be out in the barn by herself. So we had her just in a downstairs bathroom in a little box. And, and then when she started moving around, which was about the second week, we took her out to the barn and figured, okay, this is going to be your home. In fact, he built an addition to the barn just for her. She took one, I can't say look because she's blind. She really didn't see the horses. But as soon as she sensed the horses there, she just went in a total panic. She took off and slammed into the one end of the barn, turned around, slammed into the other end of the barn, just back and forth until he grabbed her up. And we said, oh, okay, well, maybe when she's a little bit bigger, we'll have her out here. But till then, she'll just stay in the house. She was born with cataracts, so she had some vision originally very clouded and dark. And as she's gotten older, what little vision she had has left her. So for the first few years, she was able to kind of feel her way around the house. And when she goes up and down the steps, I see her take her hoof and kind of put it out there and feel she kind of senses where she's at. And their sense of hearing is incredible too. You know, they're hearing, they've got those radar dishes for ears, you know, that that's right. pretty incredible too. Right. I bet there's no sneaking through the house to get a late no. night snack. <laughs> <laughs> she's um, the one that gets the late night snack. Yeah, right. Dilly, because she's she's almost 16, she'll be 16 next week. She doesn't play too much anymore. She's an older lady now. But when she was right. a baby, she liked to do certain things like we have this little blue uh, pool cover. And my husband would take a little piece of that and kind of flap it. And she would charge it like a little bowl. Um, and she'd have do things like that, but she doesn't do that now that she's an, a grown up. But she still likes to swim. She's always been a real good swimmer. All right. So the plan was to have Dilly go out and live in the barn when she grew up. But you know what? That never happened. And the good news is Dilly was house trained along with her best friend Willie the dog. And by then she was sleeping on her bed with the dog at night. Um, so it was just kind of like a strange looking dog. And I have clients that have dogs that are bigger than she is. You know, Great Danes and Irish Wolfhounds and. Uh, so it really just became just, it didn't happen overnight, but it became like, okay, this is the way our life is now. So <laughs> she doesn't do a lot of tricks, but she does know her name. And I always say she's kind of like a dog and a cat, both like she knows her name, but she only comes if she wants to, like a cat does, you know, <laughs> she's not like yep. obedient in that way, but she does come at, at night. We let her out, uh, before it gets dark, she's out in the yard. So we'll stand on the porch and call her name, and she'll come trotting out of the woods. Okay. So 
Um, for the first about eight years, she slept in our bed, actually, uh, with the dog and my husband. I worked nights, so uh, I slept during the day and everybody else was sleeping there in the night. And all the animals slept in the bed together, both cats, the dog, the deer, and my husband all in bed together. Um, and then one day, one of the cats decided, well, there's this guest room with a double bed in here and nobody's sleeping in here. I'm going to sleep in here. So after that cat moved in there, all the other animals moved in there. And that became her bedroom. I know in my life, my dogs or cats or wherever I'm at in life, they seem to be so instrumental. Has Dilly been like that? Is she, uh, has she been there for you through anything? Absolutely. Um, on December 12, 2012, I was diagnosed with uh, what I was told was terminal cancer. I was told I had six months to live and I should get my affairs in order. That's what the surgeon said. So... Wow. I went home that night and I was uh, literally planning my obituary or my funeral, planning my obituary. And and the, the thing that really, really bothered me more than anything was the thought that I had that nothing I did would be lasting. Um, I had no children. You know, I have I didn't build any buildings that are going to be here 500 years from now. I felt like my life had no impact. And by that time, she was, you know, a celebrity and, and so, so to speak. So how did how did she become a celebrity? Well, I had bought a GPS tracker collar for her. She had uh, there was one night where she wouldn't come in. Um, I couldn't find her in the yard, and um, I was terrified. I couldn't find her. It was dark already. And I decided I'm going to get a GPS tracker for her. And this was in the early days of this technology. It wasn't really out there yet. So I did some research and I, I found a tracker. Melanie's husband was a little annoyed that the tracker cost ninety nine dollars. Then Melanie found out on the company website that she could enter a video contest, upload a video of how she uses the tracker and get free service for life and some money. So I thought, I'm going to enter this contest. I am going to win this contest and I'm going to shut him up for the rest of his life about the $99. So I made the video and I entered the contest and about an hour after I sent it in, they called me and said, oh, you won. You won. This is it. You won. (laughs) So this was a public relations thing for them, and they uh, released it to the media right before Christmas, and uh, you know, sent out news. And then within a week, we had like CBS Sunday Morning at our house, and uh, you know, just it all started from there. And then uh, the local Fox channel wanted to run uh, a webcam on her. And I'm like, are you crazy? And they're like, oh, people will love this. It's like, she doesn't do anything. She just drools all day. No, no, people will love this. So they set up this webcam and, uh, and it just all snowballed from there. So, so since then, she's been on lots of stuff. After receiving her cancer diagnosis, Melanie started to think about how much joy Dilly had brought to so many people. When at the beginning, everyone had said she wouldn't even live. I was sitting at my desk crying and, and she came I was playing music and she came nosing in and she laid down on the floor there, which is very unusual for her. I mean, she's has her own bed with a posturepedic mattress, very unusual for her to lay on the floor. And she just laid her head in my lap. And I, I just looked down at her and I thought, here's this animal that shouldn't even be alive. And had she died, nobody would even have cared or known or, and she's got people from Siberia sending her notes and, women in in New Jersey sending her flowers and South Korean film crews coming to spend a week with her. And it's just like, wow, if she can make all this impact on the world, then then I did too, you know, and 
it really gave me strength to keep going. And, you know, and it, it is such a battle. I was in treatment for seven years, but I've been in remission five years. Wow. Uh, so, so far, so good. So far, so good. Yeah. Was Dilly a big comfort in that, in that journey? Absolutely. And, 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 uh, and the people that came into our lives because of Dilly were huge, huge uh, to me. And, you know, I was working full time. I was self-employed. And so I worked all through that. And uh, the Dilly people were such a huge support. The, the one lady sent me flowers every single chemo, 27 times she sent me roses. Uh, you know, it was all, of course, Dilly gets to eat the roses <laughs> at the end, but, <laughs> you know, which he loves. But yeah, this tremendous group of people that came to my support, you know, just, wow. They just, it's kind of like being carried in a crowd at a rock concert or something, you know, falling into the crowd like that. That's how it was with them. We have a party once a year and people come from literally as far away as Seattle and New Jersey and they come and see each other and see Dilly. Uh, we're not going to have it this year because of the pandemic, but uh, last year we had like 150 people. Wow. Yeah, it's amazing. Would you say that Dilly made things possible that might not have been if she wasn't there? Yeah, absolutely, as far as that goes. Uh, I literally was in a CT machine uh, getting a you know a CAT scan, and, you know, and they're like, breathe, breathe. Do you have a deer that lives in your house? <laughs> like, while well, I'm in the machine. So it was always good for some laughs, for sure. Um, but uh, but yeah, because I I wrote my book thinking it was going to be, you know, my goodbye to the world, really. And it got published, actually got published, published. And from there, I mean, I, I met so many interesting people. I mean, I was we were on we were on Anderson Cooper. It was like, but it, it wasn't really the celebrities that we met because of her that really stick with me it's the little old lady in new jersey that was had alzheimer's and would sit and watch her every night and when she passed away she in her will wrote that she wanted dilly to be sent roses because it gave her so much comfort that those are the people that really stick in my mind you know the little boy the little boy unfortunately who did not survive his his battle with cancer had spinal lymphoma and he used to watch every night. I can't even talk about it crying. He used to watch every night in his hospital bed. And his mom would write me that it, it helped him so much. You know, it, it really, it just, it, it was such a huge thing. And there were some really strange things that happened to me during my cancer journey that told me God was there. You know, he's, he's there. And other people that I know that have been through it have felt that as well. And, uh, and, and, and Dilly was a big part of that. We'll be right back. I heard a story. Uh, so I'll, uh, maybe you could tell me a little bit about this, about something she loves. She loves ice. Is that yes. right? Yes. She loves ice. She loves ice. She figured out how to get it out of the refrigerator door. You know, we have one of those automatic ice dispensers. Uh, puts, puts her little nose there and out, out comes the ice. Um, but if you have a cup of ice, she can smell it or something, but she'll go right, make a beeline, she tips the cup over and, she doesn't want the drink. She wants the ice. <laughs> okay. So now though, the UPS driver, the FedEx, anyone else, when they come over, are there any just reactions that are pretty funny when they see that there's oh, a that's, Yeah. Your- it's always hysterical. The cable guys, everything. Um, like we won't tell them. And then she'll be walking through the house while they're there. And they're like, 
there's a deer in here. It's like, yeah, we know. <laughs> but by now, I mean, every we live in a little tiny town, and by now, every everybody knows the postman. I mean, she literally gets packages just addressed to Dilly now, uh, with no address on them. So, what kind of um, what do you feed her? What kind of treats does she like? Tell me a little bit about that. Well, she, her her bulk of her diet is hay, Timothy hay, and grass yeah. and branches and everything outside. But every night she gets a tray of endive and escarole. Those are two of her favorite greens. Remain. Um, she loves all sorts of fruits, uh, particularly watermelon and mango. Um, cherries. She loves cherries. Um, mm. And spaghetti. She loves spaghetti. So when you were going through these treatments, uh, do you think Dilly understood what you were going through or, or knew that you were hurting or healing or... Yeah, I think she knew something. I do, I think, and I definitely, the dog did, definitely. They really, they know, they can really sense when something's, you know, when you're not feeling well. And and when I would uh, go to bed, you know, for my long weekend sleep, she would actually sleep either back on the bed, which something she hardly ever did anymore, or right on the floor by the bed, which is something lately she's been doing a lot of, but uh, at the time she didn't. Uh, so they're like always right with you, you know, uh, doing what they can. Um, you know, to comfort you. If Dilly could understand everything that you said, what what would you tell her? Dilly, we love you. Like our child, you are our child. There, there's no price for her. There isn't a, you know, a, you couldn't sell your daughter and that's what she is to us. What would your life be like without Dilly? Well, I'd probably have a different deer. <laughs> probably be another deer or a rhino or who knows what living in the house. But, but we probably had she not come into our lives. We were actually I had just sold my business actually, and and uh, we were planning on moving to Idaho where we had land there for a long time. Uh, and once this happened, we we couldn't move. So I started a different practice, and now that's my life. You know. Um, so yeah, I mean, she she changed our life definitely. I wish I could get her to understand what an impact that she has made in our lives and what a huge difference she's made in so many people's lives. So many. It's amazing how many people write her, send her cards, little children in the cancer wards. And, you know, it's, she's touched so many lives and it's, it's, she's, she can't even leave our fence. She can't even leave that property, but she's, she's known all over the world it's, it's truly amazing and and the farmer that gifted dilly to you does he still come he passed away um a few huh. years ago he, he was um he was mennonite and we, we're outside of amish country here but he knew about dilly and we when the film crew from south korea was here they wanted to meet him and my husband went over there kind of sheepishly because you know he's very private and he had an entire scrapbook of Dilly of all the newspaper articles and magazine articles. And he said, I knew that was my girl. He said, I just knew that was her. Hey, thanks for listening. And you can find out more about Dilly the Deer, Melanie and her book at DillyDeer.com. That's D-I-L-L-I-E-D-E-E-R.com. And don't forget to subscribe and follow along because next week for our final episode of An Animal Saved My Life, season one, I'm going to get a little more personal about the animals in my life. I'm Rocky Kanaka, and this is An Animal Saved My Life.